Every day, America Online is making it easier for people to live, work, and play. When we installed internet access on our computer, I got the whole family involved. And you Just what is this main artery of the information superhighway? You beautiful bastards! No matter how large, no matter how small, we'll be on the internet in the year 2000. It's the primary way that people will look at information. Hello and welcome to When We Were There, a biased internet history. My name is Thomas. And I'm Josh. And this is a podcast all about the history of internet content. The who's who's, the what's what's, the where's Waldo's. We're going to get into it all. Whether you like it or not. We got a spicy interview today. So just to give a little backstory, about two weeks ago, me and Thomas were at the new Studio 54 with Nyan Cat and Charlie Bit My Finger doing caterpillar rails of cocaine Mm -hmm. and charlie bit my finger said you know who you should get in the pod you know who's who's a pretty ace group of guys that freaking blame society that chad vader shit and i said we'll never get them they're too big charlie they they would never say yes to us charlie to a goddamn frenchman and a spanish jew it's not gonna happen so we kind of just like hung our heads in shame all right and i was ready to go home yeah and then I remember, and then after Neon Cat overdosed, we're like, you know what? For Neon Cat, we should try. Yeah. And somehow we fucking got him. Aaron Yanda, the man behind Blame Society and Chad Vader. How's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Um, I mean, aside from Neon Cat dying, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's, lovely. that's rough. You know, I, I feel like the drugs probably influenced your decision to contact me. Oh, yeah, I was blasted out of my gourd when I wrote that email. Like if, yeah, if you hadn't been on drugs, you probably wouldn't have done it. We wouldn't have had the confidence. So, you know, that's good. That's good, everybody. Make sure that you use drugs to give yourself confidence and um, mm-hmm. do things you wouldn't normally do. <laughs> yeah. Drugs are essential in, in the world of podcasting. I like this message. This is a great start to the podcast. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for being on. So, you know, usually what we, we say is, you know, it's some idiot. Who's listening to this goddamn podcast? And they say, uh, Aaron Yanda? Who's that? Who are you? Well, I'm, um, I guess, for want of a better term, a YouTuber. Um, who's been around since 2006. Just like a year after YouTube formed. Um, and that's where my, actually where my career took off was on YouTube. Can you believe that? Someone's career taking off on YouTube? It's not really a thing that happens much anymore, but, um, it's it was back then yeah i i guess I, that's true we kind of like like yeah, drifted to other a, platforms well <laughs> yeah. we also i feel like we did a cycle like at first having someone's like career launch from youtube would i feel would be crazy not really happen and then it seemed like it happened to everyone and now i guess it doesn't happen doesn't anymore it? No. not much no i, I mean, suppose you would have yeah. been one of the first people to have that actually really take off for you yeah yeah, it was like we were on the front page when they did that several times, many times, not many, several. Mm-hmm. And um, Chad Vader, my li- The Life and Death of a Pumpkin, my short film, was up there. Um, and a couple other things as well. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was cool. Well, I, I, I think to the kiddos, the Zoomers that are listening to this who are like, well, like YouTube's been around forever. Uh, they might not know that you're actually a pre-YouTube guy, too. You started, was it Channel 101 you started on? Yeah. Yeah, we made videos for Channel 101. We were the first um, out of Los Angeles team to actually get into Channel 101, which was pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. And we were doing stuff back when Lonely Island was making stuff for Channel 101, so that was cool. Like, way back. See, that's the thing I actually wanted to ask you about. I know. So, for people who don't know... Channel 101 was a it's a site a, a platform that's created by Dan Harmon, correct? Yeah, who Dan Harmon and is, Rob Schraub, who's now mostly known for I guess Rick and Morty and Community. community hopefully, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I Community is better in my opinion. Come at me, fanboys. <laughs> um, but uh, and but the inception of Rick and Morty was also on Channel 101 with Doc and Marty and I yeah guess Justin, Justin Roiland's show. Yeah, you also had House of Cosby. I guess yep. that would have been around your time. Yeah, but I guess so. I, I've like gone on the site a couple of times. I remember reading about Dan Harmon's story circle on his site. That's like how I first saw it. Um, but I don't know actually much about Channel 101. I was wondering if you'd be able to like give a little description of oh, what yeah. it was like, like a pre-YouTube content aggregator. It I was guess. actually, yeah. I think they started in like 2000. 
three or four, four, probably four. Mm. And um, yeah, it was just uh, it was actually just a video uh, site, but it was, you know, um, they chose what went on it. They you would send in your mini DV tape <laughs> eh? oh, <laughs> wow, with your video on it. And uh, they would watch it and decide. Um, I think they had, I think it was Rob and Dan and there, there was probably some other people who judged it. And they would decide uh, what was going to be in the show. Um, <clears throat> and if you were lucky enough to get in, then the audience would vote whether you keep making the series or not. And we were, yeah, we were lucky enough to get in. Um, the show took place at a theater in like downtown LA. And there was tons of people there. And it was totally, um, it was like a really early place for people who just wanted to make stuff and who had like, you know, some level of talent and wanted to make videos and have a good time and like, you know, do what they were excited about. Um, and that's what Channel 101 was all about, I think. So kind of like wait. a film festival streaming platform, which is pretty yeah. badass. Yeah. So but was the first show like a live show? Like they, they rented a theater and people came and watched the content and then voted and then you guys started producing for online afterwards? Yeah, so it was um, <clears throat> basically what happened was they would they would get together and have the event and they would host it and there would be a big crowd and they would mm -hmm. play all the videos and then uh, the audience would just vote for the, the top five returning uh, right. shows. And then if yours didn't get chosen, you could just submit another pilot. Uh, and it was like a monthly thing and it was always at the same place. Uh, I, they still do okay. the Channel 101 um and uh, really? people, yeah, people still, people still do it. It still exists. Josh, we're we got to submit today. We yeah. got to go buy some mini DV tapes. We got to make that <laughs> they, next. They still use those, right? I, would I assume, assume so. so. Actually, yeah. if you did that, if you sent one on a mini DV tape, they, you'd probably get in automatically. We, so we still have, I still have, I have a bunch of mini DV tapes. I just don't have my the camera anymore. I, honestly, I don't even know what happened to it. Cause so to Zoomers who are listening to this, uh, film used to be, if not on celluloid it was put on a magnetic strip of tape and it was interlaced together kind of like a fucking zigzag and they're i'm getting into this too You're much it's anyway. like a condescending dickhead oh, man. Like, you think they don't know what a vhs is i don't think they know what a mini dv is so you say it's like a mini vhs tape okay it's a mini vhs tape. <laughs> sorry everybody. i remember back in the days when i had to fret about whether something should be de-interlaced <laughs> yeah should we make it progressive it's actually funny. Uh, this is a bit of a tangent, but last night I was showing my girlfriend some of my old YouTube videos I made when I was 14. And she was like, why is like, what's with these lines? Why is it so like, what are these? And I was like, oh, that's because it's interlaced. We shot it on like a terrible camera. It was like over 10 years ago when we were 14. Give us a break. <laughs> so, you can, you, so you can see why some people might not know. In a 60th of a second lines go across the stream for half of the frame and then another set goes in the other 60th of a second which gives the illusion of moving pictures and i never really even understood that back and i and i did it i used that so i mean uh, i've it's original tube tvs had a light yeah. in it that shot out at a corner of the screen that would scan across the whole screen and as it went it would either be completely bright or completely completely dark and that is what gave the illusion of of video but the reason the issue was that wasn't it the frame rate of 30 frames was too high I, all i know is that it what ended up happening is the light started fading before it reached the bottom if they did progressive scanning yeah. so they had to do interlay scanning to make the the scan faster correct yes because it was done each was at a 160th uh, a 60 hertz i believe yeah. uh this is now a uh uh, tech Techno. podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair like you guys have really were kind of turning me on so thank you oh okay are you a little chubbed <laughs> i'm a little chubbed yeah okay yeah. that's good that's okay good. i'm that's... gonna roll with that so <laughs> yeah. I, I i think something that y it seems that you guys f fell into and a lot of other creators i know film cow did as well was someone started uploading your videos from channel 101 to youtube yes claiming to be the creator yeah, and I don't even know if they really claimed to be the creator when they uploaded Chad Vader, but um, we saw that they did, and they were getting a bunch of views, so we, we were like, oh, man, okay, we better upload stuff to YouTube. And, you know, there's always this, like, initial resistance to doing anything, and so we of hadn't course. uploaded anything to YouTube yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so we did, and then, yeah, Chad Vader got featured on the front of YouTube, 
Next thing you know, it's racking up a million views. I'm at my day job thinking like, I'm, I think I'm just about done with this job. I don't think I'm going to have to do this much longer. I thought that actually earlier when we got an agent in 2005 because we actually uh, submitted my public access TV show. Matt mm -hmm. and I made a public or he he worked on my public access tv show that i had so yeah that's another thing is blame society started in the 90s as a public access show yeah yeah way back in like 1993 wow that's crazy yeah so was, was it very, similar very a sketch show as well it was it was a, a very yeah very sketch show it was very absurd very strange um just me and my friend benson acting like lunatics basically um, and then it got better and better as it went, and we honed our skills um, to the point where we actually sent, uh, boy, did we send an SVHS tape or a VHS? I can't remember, but we sent a tape overseas to England to the BBC and uh, as a sample of what we'd done. And someone actually got back to us and said, Damn. this is really good, but we, we don't have room for a show like this in our, you know, in our thing right now. And we were like, but you considered it for a second? <laughs> That's amazing in Holy itself. Holy shit. Yeah. And we just, like, our minds were blown. And so, you guys were just waiting um, for Adult Swim, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, this stuff that we, especially that we made early on, would have been perfect for Adult Swim. It was Yeah, even where, like, weird. some of the Hal Thompson stuff feels very <laughs> Adult Swim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it is crazy that, yeah, before any sort of social media or video sharing platforms, that's what you had to do. Like, if you want to make a show, I... Seems like this is probably going to be a lot of people's story, but Michael Buckley from What the Buck also started with a public access show later, but it seems like kind of a good route to go. You get to use a studio. I'm sure you probably learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it but, was my it was my education, definitely. I'm curious, though. So was Channel 101 the first place you uploaded or and was it like because it seems like that was almost like a like a pretty good combination of traditional and new age like media in the sense that they had like a physical film festival where there was a screening but then it ended up you were produced stuff online was that the first place you guys went to or were you uploading to other places before no it was basically the first place um that we were doing anything regular with um mm -hmm. before uh benson left blame society in 2001 and then matt came on board but in 2000 um we the internet video was like going to be this huge thing, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, internet video, it's where things are at. And people were just pouring money into it left and right all over the place. Dancing baby, and, right? So. Yeah. And there was this like traveling van that came to our town from this the bang company. bus. Called, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. That, that was when they started, but that was just coincidence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This thing was called Anti, A-N-T-E-Y-E. Okay. And they just had tons of money and they just went around basically trying to find like the weirdest videos they could. They didn't yeah. even like try to find stuff that they were, you know, probably thinking they would develop in anything. They were just like, we've got all this money. Let's go around and give it to people who make really weird videos. Um, and so we actually were, there was a video uploading site called anti.com and we had like the number one video on there with this weird uh, video that we did a parody of uh, this old house but we dubbed the words ass, ham, and snack over ourselves selectively. Uh, and it was Damn, just really I, surreal. Crazy. Yeah, it was really strange. But so we were online, like when internet video was even possible and you could barely watch it or download it, we were on that site. You guys were on the frontier. Real OGs. Real OGs. Oh, yeah. Damn. That's so funny that it's like a van like going around being like, get on the internet guys it's the future <laughs> well like yeah, i i have this th theory that all technology is brought on by either war or pornography some oh, yeah. sort of sex work or war and i feel like if it weren't for the bang bus you might not be here today yeah the bang bus coming and picking him up you're talking no about? i mean the bang bus giving the guys the idea to instead of go around and uh pretend to fuck strangers go around <laughs> and make people's dreams come yeah, true. Like, pretend to make people's way. dreams come true. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a nugget of information right there. That that makes me feel like a bad fake internet historian right there that I should have known about that. So wait, yeah, do you know true. the actual history of Bang Bus? No. <laughs> no. No, we don't actually know anything. Well, no. Why, why, that's why it's biased. Yeah, why haven't you gotten those guys on the show? 
if if we could get the bang bus guys on it's 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 almost a little bit too depraved for our audience but maybe not well the I thing is not. yeah i mean you don't have I mean, to I, be depraved I, I want, during the interview i want to get asa Kira yeah we want to get asa Kira on the show that would be like old school history like probably one of the original internet porn stars it's like the super famous one at least for us i don't know yeah, who, then, who would you say was like the most og internet porn star I know there was. I just saw on Reddit actually uh, yesterday one of the first cam girls was having an AMA, and I was like, "Shit, we should get, get her on the pod." <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I think her name was like Sunny something, and I was like reading about it. It's all this stuff I had no idea about. Like, Sunny Leone, or not? Not that I would know, Laura, but yeah, Sunny Leone was that it? I don't think so. Anyway, uh, so I feel like if you had the bang bus guys on, you would immediately find success. I mean, there's no way that's not getting shared. It worked for. Uh, Jake and Amir. There yeah. you go. Uh, so would you say that Chad Vader was the first thing that found, I guess, commercial success on the internet? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Mm. So I, I got to ask, you know, with a show like this, how did you guys come up with the idea to shoot in a grocery store? Like, did you have access to the grocery store? I know you had access through the death video that you guys right. did yeah is did you just kind of go in and say hey can we shoot here that's exactly what we did that's exactly and they were just super cool about it they were it's it's madison it was the willie street co- it is was a willie street co-op and they are just like super you know accessible and awesome and um yeah they had ideas they wanted to help um it was they were super supportive um, but you know, like being in Wisconsin, we had this weird advantage where like we could go, one of the things we made for channel 101 was called McCourt's in session. And it's like a sass talking judge who has weird people that he, you know, does trials for. And we went to a courthouse, um, in a town called Monroe, Wisconsin, um, somehow got in touch with them. And the guy took us into the courthouse on the weekend. There's nobody there. And he said, okay, well, here's the, it was this giant old courtroom, like huge paintings on the wall, like really old, like hundred year old courtroom in the middle of this town. And he was like, okay, well, here you go. Uh, just give me a call if you need anything. And he's left. <laughs> that's insane. What? So I, I think why that's crazy to us is two things. One, uh, we're, we're film school babies. That's how we met. Mm-hmm. But number two, we live in Vancouver. And for people who don't listening, Vancouver is where almost every movie is shot because tax credits. So if we just wanted, we had a, a movie idea that we wanted to do, just a short, maybe take a couple of days, and we wanted to shoot in my old high school. And it's that's where Riverdale is shot. So it would be three grand a day just to use a couple of the rooms. Like everywhere in Vancouver is like, yeah. you can shoot here, but what are you paying us? Yeah. So such demand for it. I don't know. If, like, I feel like it would be like a thing. You guys show up with cameras and lights and shit. And they're like, Hollywood's here. <laughs> yeah exactly that's kind of that was partially what it was and you know they just they hadn't had that many experience with people wanting to shoot stuff and they probably weren't worried about it what happens is if you you know if people let someone do something like that and they like break stuff and like get in trouble then they'll never do it again or they'll charge you or whatever but yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, you know if you're a filmmaker and you're out there making stuff at places and they're nice to you don't trash the, the set because they'll never let anyone do it again but um, Willie yeah. Street Co-op, they just we just paid an employee to be there at night when we were shooting, um, and it was not expensive at all. It was just a, you know, it was a, a bare minimum. We gotta kinda. move to it Wisconsin, was expensive for us. bro. I guess so. But that kind of leads to another question, because so like going back and watching Chad Vader again, Josh and I were both surprised by how high the production value was. Like it, honest, especially for at the time we were like, this is crazy. There's stuff this like so I'll good. go back and watch and be like, Oh, I remember this being much better production value, but I guess it was 2006. Whereas I think it's the opposite with you guys. Like, Whoa, I didn't remember it looking and sounding and being this good. Yeah. We yeah, had honestly. a, you know, we had some roots in the, in the film community in Madison. And so we knew a lot of people who had, equipment and they were excited to you know be a part of this and we really wanted it to to look good and to be you know if it's going to be like sort of a darth vadery type of character and stuff like that we didn't want it to look chintzy um and we were just used to kind of making stuff look or or be sort of high budget at that time mm-hmm. um, which was although very high budget, rare for yeah yeah YouTube. it was kind of rare for youtube because youtube was all about you know low budget authenticity or whatever um mm-hmm. but uh we just wanted to go for it and we had 
no money. We just thought, well, let's take a risk here because this could do something, and it did. The most expensive part about it was the suit, which cost like 600 bucks, I think. That's still not terrible. It's, it, looks it wasn't like a terrible. pretty high-quality suit. Yeah, I don't think I was going to ask where you guys that got that. That was uh, You can get it online still. It's a Ruby's uh, Vader mm-hmm. suit, I believe. It's like a, a P, the company who makes it or something. And that was you that had to live in that thing, hey? Oh, God, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can find yeah, me copiously gonna... complaining about it all the years I had to do it. Yeah, I bet. Just, like, dying of sweat, huh? Until towards the end, I finally realized that I could just, like... There's lots of parts of the suit that you can't see. Yeah. So I just took a yeah. scissors and, like, cut them out. And then there was all kinds of places where air could escape. And I had a yeah. vest that had ice packs in it. Nice. Uh, underneath and i actually was like it got a little bit more comfortable i feel like that's a skill you can put on a resume like yeah. very good at wearing a vader suit yeah <laughs> I, I but it's i would never want that job though it's yeah okay fair enough <laughs> i i do have to ask so when coming up with this idea i mm-hmm. just wondered did you kind of have this idea in mind it's like oh we just happen to have a grocery store and matt happens to have an excellent darth vader impression or was it like okay we have access to a grocery store Matt can do this great Darth Vader impression. How do we merge these? We had we had no idea that Matt could do a Vader impression. We um, we knew we could probably shoot in the grocery store, but we weren't sure how it would work and how that would go. And we were very unsure about the whole Chad Vader idea in the first place. Because <clears throat> the original idea on paper was just kind of, um, it's Darth Vader and he, you know, goes around killing employees at, at a convenience store. And, <laughs> um, but we, we decided that if we tweaked the idea that we could probably make it work and actually, but both of us were not, we were like, I don't know if we should make it, but, uh, luckily my girlfriend Courtney convinced, she was like, no, I think you should make it. I think you, you gotten good feedback on it. I think you should make it. And I was just like, Okay. And uh, we we had gotten good feedback when we pitched the idea in New York to like NBC, who was starting a digital department, and CBS, yeah. and a bunch of other places, probably Comedy Central. And but they were all worried about rights. Yeah, and yeah, um, that's what I wanted to ask yeah. about is like, because like, w- did you guys have parody law in mind as being a thing, or were you again just sort of winging it? Yeah, like, we were. We didn't really know. We didn't know anything. We didn't care. We were just like. Let's just do this because we don't have anything to lose, really. You know, like we we had gone and and done this New York television festival, gotten an agent and then not much was happening. We were like we kept asking our agent, like, what 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 do we do? What's happening? uh," You know, because you don't really if you don't work in the entertainment industry and you just come into it fresh, you don't know what the hell's happening. You don't know what you're supposed to do. And, uh, you know, we were just like, well, I don't get it. What's going on? Um, so we were just like, let's just make it ourselves. Why are we waiting for something to happen? Um, let's just make it and see what happens. Like, what do we got to lose? So we did that. And not only did George Lucas not shut us down, he gave us the 2007 Fan Film Award, awarded personally by him. That's crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, that. You guys, you, I mean, I'm sure you still have it, but who who gets to keep it? Do you guys like have like a timeshare thing? It's like a divorce. Oh shit! Oh, he's 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 gonna go get it right we're now. We're gonna we're gonna see some history here, ladies and gents. This is why you gotta pay Patreon. for the Patreon. Oh, that's badass. Look at that award. That's something you can only see if you pay uh, minimum five dollars for our Patreon. I think it's ten. No, it's to get the video. Is it five? Fun. Okay, we gotta make it fifteen. We got it. We gotta raise the price now with this goddamn history. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's very cool, though. I mean, yeah, so, does that uh, do a lot to the ego when you're like, uh, oh, my show was approved by the guy who invented fucking Darth Vader? Yeah, yeah. It definitely made us feel confident that yeah. we were, you know, doing something right. And Had uh, you monetized by this point? Were you allowed to monetize after? Monetization this? wasn't even a word. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess It so. was 2008. I think the beginning of 2008. We were just wrapping up season one, and episode eight of Chad Vader was the first video that we got monetized on YouTube. We were like, I, I, I don't know if I can officially say the first, but almost the first. You're definitely the first round mm-hmm. of YouTube partners. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, because I, I know, 
Josh and I sort of consider that like, at least I know I consider like 2007 to nine ish is sort of being the golden era with like 2008 being like what I think of the golden era of YouTube for there's like the most tight knit community, the most like I felt creative content being produced and it felt like this new exciting thing. But that like before era, like 2006 would, I would call the bronze era. And I feel like you guys were like bronze era celebrities, which is crazy. Cause that's like before there was even really a, like a, a place, like a community or anything, you guys were already there and, and big on it. Do you feel like once that community arose, do you guys feel a part of that? Or did you feel separate to it? Or like, how was that? What was it like being there? You know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like we were, a part of it we did a lot we did some collaborations yeah, with people uh barely we, political you guys did a video with them mm-hmm. yeah we even um had contact with the the david after dentist's uh dad oh yeah because wow, you did really? the parody. when we did that parody yeah, yeah. and well, and um, i know you did uh the Tezonde parody as well and yeah Rebe- rebecca black a bit later yep yep we did a bunch of parodies with with chad because it was just you know it was something that went over well and people seemed to like it a lot so I feel It'd like it also fun. kind of makes sense. Like your parody character is doing parodies of other stuff <laughs> yeah. in a way. He was, I, he was becoming his own internet celebrity, you know, and like just sort of like doing, you know, it's totally. kind of the Austin powers effect where like it started as sort of uh, a James Bond parody and then became its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I really believe in that because I'm, you know, the original idea of just taking Darth Vader and doing anything with him. That's not, you know, what his character was designed for is obviously obviously not a difficult idea. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like pr- pretty much anyone could probably think of it. But I feel like what we did is we endowed our show with a lot of different characters and yeah. turned it into its own thing. So it wasn't Darth Vader in a grocery store anymore. It was just an ensemble, you know, office style show mm-hmm. where... It, and it was literally Chad Vader. Yeah. Like he became a new character. He, he was a new character. Well, that's the, yeah. the brilliance of it. It's like, it's in a way it's simple, but it's also like super cool because it's it's just the idea of darth vader having like a loser younger brother who works at a grocery store like in the wrong hands that could be like a one-off sketch okay right we did yeah. the sketch that's the thing but i think you guys built a whole bunch of other characters around it that really kind of made it like and i think a mixture between that and having good writing and good production quality and the fact that matt has a good enough darth vader voice that he's doing video games to this that day. also again just blew me away going back and watching the the video again i was like holy shit sounds just like him yeah he and he does the voice for um the you know for um, a lot of the different star wars tv show vaders as well like the animated shows and stuff it's crazy you guys ever meet james earl jones no or as we like to call him jimmy jones <laughs> our, our close and personal friend jimmy jones <laughs> yeah you ever like get a like a nice little cheeky brunch with him? Oh, I would love to have a cheeky brunch with him. That would be awesome. We'll, we'll set we'll set some. He probably up. hates you okay. guys. You're taking rolls away from him. <laughs> oh no, he doesn't care. He, you know, he <laughs> he's uh, really clamoring for the cash. I guess I don't hey? think he needs it. And when he does Vader, it's like you know he wants like a massive sum of money. So I'm sure he's like, you know, yeah, doesn't care at all. Yeah, that's my guess. I okay, like gun to your head. Would you rather there be no Mufasa or no Darth Vader? Oh, no Mufasa. Yeah, hundred percent. What are you talking about, Thomas? <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Is that even shit. a question? <laughs> what? Mufasa's so cool. No one's though. watching so uh, Mufasa's brother in a goddamn grocery store. Yet. Chad Fasa. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next idea, uh, man. So uh, this is like a very hard hitting question. And I think it needs to be asked. Um, have you ever, uh, com- like, to completion? achieved a hands-free ejac no hands no apparatuses just your brain and maybe some kegels no you gotta work on that how do you do it it's so what it is is you you gotta wait like a week okay you gotta be 19 as fully well. tented young 19 year old and you just brimming with hormones and you just gotta squeeze really yeah We're like a That's mental squeeze a thing i've achieved it once Thomas is trying. He tries every morning. I'm I'm working on it, yeah. Wow. That's why I was like a little out of sorts this morning as I was still like putting myself back together. We asked every guest. Hadn't achieved it. One person right. might have. 
but we're we're wait. Who said who said they might have Cam been? Jones from the Goal Guys? Oh yeah, yeah. You said maybe. I feel like didn't. But Vinny like with no one else well? around, no one else involved, just, just sitting there you, by yourself, your brain. Yeah, sort of how Chad would probably do it using the Force. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you could use the Force, you could totally do that. Yeah. Would that be cheating though? That's Gosh. true. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's all about uh, squeezing. I think it's like just pure like willpower. It's pure luck you know? too. You know, it's. <laughs> I just I'm trying to imagine that working, and I can't. If you ever do achieve it. Just on a stream, just sh- sh- uh, the friend styles boys uh, told me to do this. Yeah. Shout out yeah. Josh and Thomas. Right. Yeah, I'll definitely credit you guys. For okay, sure. thank you. I would yeah. appreciate it. Or even if you don't like make it a public credit, just let us know, just so we know. Because like, I will. I'll tweet. I'll ha- I'll hashtag you. <laughs> okay, I like nice. that. I uh, we're trying to make it like the new, the next wave. You yeah. know, like a new TikTok trend. Well, that's what we got to <laughs> do. Free on. checking. Yeah. I guess we gotta have a whole promotional campaign of hands for ejacking. That's like a real idea that's forming in my brain, brain right anyway, now. Anyway, we'll get back to that. But what what I did want to ask is because I know some some local guys here in Vancouver recently did a, a series called Buckets, and it was kind of a show just about like stormtroopers day to day. And mm-hmm. I know that Disney now that Disney has acquired Lucas Arts, they're allowed to do it unless they make money. So when you guys started monetizing Chad Vader, was that before Disney acquired it and you guys were protected under parody law? It was before Disney acquired it. And um, really the only reason, and we found this out when we went out to the Presidio in San Francisco, uh, you know, the the LucasArts, one of the LucasArts centers, and um, to talk to some of the higher ups there, uh, we went out with our agent. And to sort of like talk about what we wanted to do with Chad Vader. And I think they, I don't know exactly what they wanted us to do with it or what they want, why they had us there. I've never really determined that. I don't know if they wanted us to do something for them, but they told us um, straight up, there are more people here that don't want to shut you down than do want to shut you down. Nice. And I think George Lucas obviously was the big one, probably, because yeah. I think he, I mean, he obviously had the foresight to sort of see that the internet was going to carry Star Wars forward and keep it popular and whatever. And so I I, I think he was the big one, um, but he, I, and I think he encouraged, like, you know, the them not to, Lucasfilm not to shut down all these Star Wars fan I films. I guess especially and stuff. if it's yeah, good. You know, they're like, I yeah, like I it. think that probably helped. Um, but I don't think they do a lot of shutting of stuff of stuff down unless it's like overtly like sexual and involves Star Wars. I don't think they do a lot of shutting people down. But, yeah, if you start making money from it, they get a little bit iffy. They told us, like, can you guys stop like, you know, selling so many T-shirts and like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doing merchandise? And we were like. Yeah, but people want it. Yeah, they want it, and like we kind of have to make money if we're gonna keep doing this. Yeah. YouTube monetization in two thousand eight was like nothing. It was like fu- a fun yeah. idea, but you yeah, didn't really you... make much from it. Yeah, I mean, I think if someone put a gun to George Lucas's head and he said, "Okay, either Chad Vader can exist or um, Rise of Skywalker," I think he'd probably say, "You guys." <laughs> yeah, I I would like to think that too. <laughs> I, I definitely know he was he was very not stoked about that film, as many people oh, weren't. I yeah. was I was pissed. Yeah, I didn't even. You watch don't even it want to get me started on that. Oh god, that could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> this is something I just kind of thought about. But so Red Letter Media, are all, you're from Wisconsin as well, right? Yes. They're both. They're from Milwaukee. From Wisconsin. We're from Madison. Right. Okay. But I just realized because they got big off of their like the Plinker reviews. reviews yeah. Well, Oh yeah, of, yeah. Of the prequel trilogy, which in turn also I think inspired a lot more attention to the prequels and and movie kind reviews of them in general back into the zeitgeist. Well, Video they essays. created the the yeah. format of the movie review essay. But I just think it's more kind of funny that both you guys are from a similar area and both have like your big thing being like a Star Wars thing. It's kind of I don't know, just a fun coincidence. Yeah, they actually uh, reference Chad Vader on a, still a regular basis. Um, usually not in a great way. <laughs> they don't. Oh, yikes. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they use it as an example of like the fish out of water, um, you know, idea that 
the, and, and they, they don't have a whole lot of respect for it, I don't think. But okay, the last so time they mentioned Chad says, Bader. Did you ever collab with them? I guess that's no. No, no. everybody we asks do, us that, and I'm just like, I don't think that they, I, I really don't think they like Chad Bader at all. I mean, they made you a parody of it. Like besties, I guess. No, they made a parody of it that was really yes. savage like, oh, way back. <laughs> it was super savage, but I think they've mellowed on us a little bit. I don't know if they, I, they, they seem to, to really dislike chad vader and i don't i don't know what their feelings are about us personally but um i don't i don't really understand why they would be that way yeah like, they're very very it's, critical they're very critical um, they are very critical yeah. i mean like, i think after the uh the the sequels they probably are like ah no these guys are great <laughs> <laughs> you're like you know what we might have been too harsh before someone made uh Darth Vader's grandson and Palpatine's granddaughter make out in a movie. So I think I feel like slide. maybe they just like love the original trilogy so much that anything that's not that they just don't like. We have met people over the years who 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 uh, actually a guy at a convention, Dragon Con, um, he was dressed like a satyr. He, had, he was like shirtless and had like, you know furry legs of course he said that chad vader was an abomination Jeez, okay. <laughs> and you got to take I, it from that guy yeah yeah and i was just like oh okay well if a satyr's telling me that it's an abomination uh yeah all right yeah pack okay. it up it's done i guess yep i was gonna say you're <laughs> you doing something it. right yeah exactly the oh, the, yeah, the satyr enough. crowd did very you, displeased did you go to vidcon or any other Sort of like YouTube. oh yeah. yeah yeah we went to VidCon most of the years it existed uh, well it still exists but I'm the qualifier but no one cares anymore yeah it's not like you know the John and Hank VidCon anymore they don't, it's they like don't it's, run it anymore. right so um, but yeah we uh, we went to a, most of the VidCons and loved it had a great time did a lot of stuff at those and um, Hank and John have been on beer and board games many times nice. Um, and do you, uh, yeah. do you remember, do you remember me? <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> so Thomas Probably went to the first not. VidCon. I went to the first. I two. wasn't at the first two. That's the only two I missed. I, I heard that you were going to be there and I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. This, you're like, jump, I hate this kid, this kid, yep. you know what though? I, uh, I think I maybe made a mortal enemy of, uh, Philip DeFranco. So we can oh. never have him on the podcast aside oh, wow. from the fact that he wouldn't want to do it regardless. So you yeah, guys have a feud. That's good though. It's good to have feuds. I always feel like uh, it you keeps know, you motivated. Yeah, you should uh, you should have a feud with Phil DeFranco and put out videos and be like, "Why does Phil DeFranco hate us?" And you'll get some views that way. He yeah. told me he was like considering punching me in the face. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so that's we should use that. That's a good idea. We should that's use a claim that. to that's fame. A really that's a claim to point. fame. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah. I, uh, you know what? We're that's how we're gonna get Phil on the pod. Is we're gonna be like, Phil, come defend yourself in the podcast. Why do you hate me? Do you and still want so to punch noise? me? Yeah. And then if he says yes, we got 10 videos out of that. Easy street. If he, Dude, if he says yes, then we fly to LA and he can punch me. But He's, he's got to do it on we're camera. Gonna, we're going to be so famous. Give him, so give him that opportunity, it. definitely. Yeah, and then when you get punched <laughs> in the face, be like, ow, Aaron Yonda says you should have done this. And then, <laughs> and then we get a double shout out there in one fucking video. <laughs> Yeah, you shouted us out and friggin' Phil. Did you go to any of the earlier ones though, like before VidCon, like YouTube Live or Seven 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 or anything? We went to um, something in Boston. Ugh, man, what was it even called? Holy shit, I don't even remember the name now. Um, was it Eight Eight Eight? No, it was too. like something con, like pop con. Oh man, I cannot remember. Popcorn. Popcorn. It was it's, popcorn. It's like a type of food. I think. It's a snack. <laughs> 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 yeah, like pretty much uh, a lot of the those early cons we went to. Yeah, I don't to the fact to the point where I don't even remember what they're all called. But yeah, yeah, I think it it, it must be like a pretty surreal thing, kind of having an idea blow up pretty fucking quick and then all of a sudden you're this new thing that is an internet celebrity i mean it must be crazy nobody really knows what it is and yeah but you you have all these fans all of a sudden george lucas is is giving you a handy j backstage it's you're living the fucking cream here you're living the goddamn cream so You know, we were talking a little bit. It might have been on the podcast or it might have been the pre-interview. I don't know. I've been drinking heavily. But 
I do want to ask, um, it as we were saying before, with with sketch comedy not really even being a thing on YouTube anymore, it's more essays and let's plays. Would you ever want to, maybe even in TikTok, bring back the Chad Vader character, or is it like that's a chapter of our life that we did, but isn't really something that we want to do anymore? Well, maybe it just depends on what the circumstances are. Um, Obviously, Depends on who's wearing the suit. Yeah, and <laughs> who we could get to wear the suit that isn't me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you can't really, you couldn't do it on YouTube because you have to make videos that are like ten minutes, at least eight minutes, I think. Ten to minutes actually for the get yeah. any traction. Yeah. And I don't even know if Let's Plays are even that uh, big anymore, honestly. Like, because my other channel, Game Society Pimps, yeah. uh, we we still make Let's Plays, and I get the sense that they're an outdated form of maybe i'm just old maybe it's just all vlog yeah i think it's all vlogs and (laughs) it's uh, like live streaming and uh, yeah i don't even know i don't even know i kind of don't care because like like, i've just you know we've got our patrons who support us and we just make what we want to make so and that's a great position to be in that's the that's the real that's what we're working towards that's the way to do it man it's it's the best so uh, one last thing i'll ask about chad vader before getting into some of your newer content um did you take some, because I just, I guess seeing old set photos, did you take some of the actors that you've worked with either in uh, any sort of improv or the original Blame Society or characters that you used before to Chad Vader? Yeah, Hal Thompson was born in McCourt's in session, which I talked about earlier, but he, then we, we then worked him into Chad Vader. Uh, Baby Cookie was a character that I don't think existed, actually. I think she first appeared in chad vader yeah you know a naked Mm. doll that makes randy the uh the manager go insane um then there probably were some other oh yeah uh matt played a character who was a texas billionaire who made an appearance the janitor Um, was was he a pre-existing character or the actor you worked with him before we'd worked with yeah with craig before Uh, i knew craig in college actually oh okay um yeah so weird jimmy uh, was just created for Chad Vader. Were you guys putting out like casting calls or was it mostly just people that you already knew you're just like pulling in to get on? It was mostly people we already knew, but we needed enough people that we did actually do some auditions um, partway through the series to get some mm-hmm. more people. But for the first season, it was mostly people that you'd worked with before? Yeah. Yeah. It was all uh, Matt has friends in the actor community um, and I had friends um, that I knew from the, from yeah, either doing my sh- my show or from uh, doing improv for many years in Madison. Yeah, so you got a good crew. That's good. And then for I guess season two, that would have been when did, were you getting your budget not from your pockets, but from YouTube or T-shirt sales at that point? Yeah, it was just coming from. Uh, basically side jobs that we did for people like while Chad, cause the money, you know, that we were making from monetization was not much. Yeah. Um, but we would do, we, we did some, you know, uh, we did some sort of ad ad stuff for YouTube, uh, branded stuff. It wasn't called that then, but that's what we did, um, to make some of our money. And then we made some of it from just like side projects. We did a couple of corporate videos with Chad Vader, um, and other things like that. But, yeah yeah but i i i guess would you say that chad vader has gotten you to the point now where like yeah you your job is you get to do what you really love you get to make you know oh yeah 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 uh, it was board in games 2007 and series and hal thompson i think like it's it's sort of launched you to get to have this this plethora of things that you get to make that you love absolutely yeah, it was the the way that we made a career out of it. Like in 2007, I quit my day job, and Matt quit his. I think shortly thereafter, maybe before, and uh, yeah, we started just started making videos full time on YouTube. Was that the best feeling in the world? Because I can't wait for that. It is. It <laughs> is. It's really great. I'll tell you what's really yeah. not fun: uh, running a restaurant in the middle of COVID. It's it's not a good time, and the second no. we can not do that anymore and not deal with people who are anti-maskers or don't want to get their temperature taken, oh, that's gonna be great. That sounds absolutely torturous. Yeah, yeah. It's much it more fun to make videos is. for the internet. Just letting you know. Oh, I know because the other half of the week we're doing <laughs> that, 
So <laughs> if we could get paid to do that. Yeah. Because that's the way that, to do it, though. We worked on set and, that's... and I just completely destroyed my body, herniated a disc, broke my toe. Oh, yeah. Doing set deck and set building. You have no life. Yeah. Thomas broke anyone. a nail doing camera work. You, yeah. <laughs> you're doing like, we were doing, well, at least I was doing non union. So it was like 16 hour days, 14 days in a row on Hallmark movies. Uh, and you, yeah. I mean, it's it's sort of like, you make well, good at money, least it was worth destroyed. it then. Yeah. yeah. It was good <laughs> at least money. it was worth it for uh, the third movie where a small town girl goes back to her hometown and falls in love with a guy and stays in said hometown. And they're all Christian white. Yeah. 16 hours a day. Worth it. Yeah. Oh, totally worth it uh, <laughs> to have pain putting Definitely my socks on. Soul sucking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's like one of the big questions. It's like, what the, what the hell are we doing wrong? How, how do we be, can we, how do we be you? Like, do we have to steal your life force or like, what is it? I mean, what's the catch? Yeah, just keep doing it. Get, keep doing it. Get better at it. And you're, you've got but the right idea get... where, like, you do, you know, half your week is making videos. Like, that's what I did. I, I worked three 10-hour days at my horrible back-breaking job. And then the rest of the week I just devoted to uh, making sketch comedy and short films. Um, mm. But I had, like, a, you know, a try or even, like, a a four-pronged approach to it. Like, irons and lots of different fires. I think that's a good way to do it. Like I had, I was submitting stuff to film festivals, which got some traction. I, we were doing stuff for the internet. We were doing public access TV show that I submitted to the New York Television Festival, which was uh, a successful venture. Um, you know, you don't want to spread yourself too thin, but like you also don't, you don't want to pile your eggs in one basket, that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is we need to pay off some TikTok influencers. Yeah. 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 Definitely. We got to steal your look. Maybe it's a visual thing. <laughs> it is. Yep. You got to look like yeah, me. I, I got some glasses. Oh, I can't get them. I'm not allowed. I got denied. Okay. Well, <laughs> grow your beard up more. Let your hair down, Thomas. We'll put some glasses on you. Actually, what you got to do is go back and look like the 2006 me. That's... Okay. Oh, yeah, shit. I don't recommend okay. that, but that's that's how you do it. Well, that's what we're going to do right after this. I mean, everyone's got to make sacrifices, I guess, right? For, for the dream. For the dream. Yeah. What dream. <laughs> what are you doing right now that you're probably like most excited about, most proud of a future project? Right now, man, I guess the thing I'm most excited about that I'm doing, and, and it, this has something to do with it being COVID times, um, I'm doing a show called Junkyard Joust. Okay, so what is that? I'm already intrigued. Yeah, it's a uh, I it's like a it's basically like a my own sports competition that I run in you know my own office um where i run hot wheels down a track and they smash into each other nice and i do commentary so it's like a sporting event like have you seen marble races i don't think i I've have seen marble races yeah like the gels marbles um it's kind of like that but i with totally forgot about that yeah. it was dope actually <laughs> yeah it's really cool so like i'll do like really dramatic commentary you'll see the cars like hit each other in slow motion and if they're sideways or upside down they're eliminated yeah. but if they're right side mm -hmm. up they go on to the next round run them down again you get some cars that have sloped backs the cars are leaping off of them uh it's just like sports but um you know doesn't what's suck. a little bit yeah what about um and i'm just spitballing feel free to tell me to fuck Catch off a what if you put like yeah, or like guns on the cars or something like something. Oh yeah, I want to do a uh, post-apocalypse like, um, M80s. And I've like you know I've made a junk. It looks like a mini junkyard. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it's got the whole set and everything. But I want to do a post-apocalypse one that looks like a Mad Max set with Hot Wheels and they crash into each other. Yeah. They've got the blades and the guns, and exactly. they're battling for water get some or whatever. Explosives. Yeah, explosives. Stuff. Yep, definitely. And I think that'll really that'll send it through the roof we got to be on the lookout for that if there if there's some 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 youngin who's listening to this it's like wait a darth vader at a grocery store that sounds awesome exploding hot wheels how do i see these guys how do they <laughs> how do they find you uh well my the channel that chad vader is on is called blame society films on youtube uh and that's where beer and board games is also available um then uh game society pimps where we do the gaming. We made a series called Skyrim for Pimps, which has been very popular. Um, in fact, uh, if you guys haven't seen that, you might, you should, I'll send you like one of the seasons. Yeah, um, if you could, that'd be great. It's got a very, uh, I wouldn't say the same sensibility as Rick and Morty, but it's got, you know, that there are some 
similarities between my style and Justin Roiland, I think. Um, nice. Just coincidentally, I've met him and he's awesome. But um, uh, and then the other channel that I was just talking about is called Junkyard Joust. And it's just going to be its own channel. It's its own channel. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Awesome. Um, does Justin Roiland give good hugs? I don't think I ever hugged him. I don't think. But like, just like the energy you get. From yeah, him. I don't recall him being into hugs. It doesn't seem like a Justin okay. Roiland kind of yeah. thing. No, like a. Ooh, give me a big embrace. Nothing like that. Now that you say it like that, I could yeah. totally see him doing that, but I don't think he did. I okay. just I think I just wanted him to. Okay, well, next time you run we, into we him, you got to be like, to. you owe me a hug, motherfucker. Yeah, I will. Well, I, I got to <laughs> that say. That'll be a great way to for him to never talk to me again, but it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. You, for that hug. You tape yeah. the whole thing, and then he knocks you out, and then you say, yeah. oh, Give me the, the French Styles boys told me to do this. <laughs> and then, again, double promotion. <laughs> Yeah. It's a companion piece to ours. Yeah. Getting punched by internet celebrities should be the focus of your, you know, your entertainment. I think that's we just go on a tour and good. we get everyone yeah. to punch us. And if we came to Milwaukee, would you give us a nice punch in the nose? I could meet you over in Milwaukee. I just, sorry. He's from Madison. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Wisconsin. Is Wisconsin's the state? Yes. We're from Canada. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You don't know this stuff. It's okay. Before we got in the call, we were just roasting the names of states. Iowa, <laughs> I owe you a better name. What? Okay, how about this? We all we all meet in Milwaukee and we punch uh, Red Letter Red Media. Media in yeah, the face. I think that's fair. Yeah. Really start that's that feud that's going because uh, they already you guys don't need like a feud. us. So. Yeah, yeah, you guys get need a to bigger feud going, and the then fire. we'll have them on the pod to talk about how much they hate you, and then we have yeah. you both on the pod where you just beat the shit out of us. That would be awesome. You guys collectively beat this. Yeah, out of us. Because we've been instigating. Yeah. So, like, we team up to beat the shit out of you, and then we become friends. Like, we end up both lying on the ground, exactly. like, laughing. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And you guys squash that the That hate crime of beating those Canadians was pretty fun. We yeah. should get a beer. <laughs> Canadian beatdown. All right. I got to say. That's the name of <laughs> your next <laughs> channel. Canadian beatdown. <laughs> You All and right. Harry Plinkett well, beating the shit out of Canadians. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time to say thank, yeah, you, thank so you so much for much, joining Matt. us. Uh, find him on you everything. You just called him Matt. Oh, You're geez. so bad today. Aaron. All right. That cinches it. Canadian beatdowns. <laughs> it's coming now, dude. It's happening. God damn it. We'll edit that out. Thank you, Aaron. No, I'm, putting, I'm keeping <laughs> oh, that no. in. Oh, no. You're it's making done. me seem like a bad journalist. <laughs> we're not, are we journalists? No, we're not. Absolutely not. The opposite. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, if you want to see any of Aaron's stuff you know where to find him blame societies uh game pimps i, f- I forgot the name i'm just as bad <laughs> game society pimps game no, society there's a lot pimps. to keep track of hey i'm totally beer and board games chad vader hot wheels destruction 3 return of the king you can find it all if you want to find us we're when we are there show on instantgrams we are when we are there show on tiktok hopefully we have some tiktoks by this point our Patreon is patreon.com slash friendstyles. YouTube.com slash friendstyles. Yeah, and friendstyles produ- are we friendstyles productions on YouTube? I think if you search friendstyles, you'll, you'll find us. You'll find us. Okay, when That's we're cool. there. You guys don't even know the name of your own YouTube we channel. We don't. We're I that like bad. That. We're so That's bad. Awesome. When we're there, a biased <laughs> internet history, wherever you can find your podcast, if you're seeing this on a video. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Thank you, Aaron. We really appreciate it. Hell yeah. Glad Cheers. to be on. Thanks, guys. Peace.